we're going to feast on the word today, and that's something that I love to do. It's, it's really a, a joy of our heart to study and look at the, really what we're going to do today is look into the rich treasures that God has given to us. And a lot of times people don't even know that these are ours. It's been placed within you. You have received these things. But what we have to do is renew our mind to what the Bible says. And that takes effort. That takes really dedication. That, and as you just read the word, don't just read to get done. Read the word. Allow the word to read you. And then ask the Holy Spirit about it. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. You know, we serve God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And I've heard this before. Uh, oh, you Christians don't even know how to add. <laughs> God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but we, we serve one God. And I saw this displayed one time, and I thought it was pretty powerful. This guy was getting jammed from people that are not believers and that's exactly the question they said you can't even add one plus one plus one is three no no it's three in one and then he he asked for a sponge a damp sponge and he squeezed it gently and every drop fell at the same place and then he said how many drops are there? One. <laughs> you should try it yourself at home. Don't squeeze too hard because then you'll get a mess. <laughs> God is good. Uh, let's, let's open up with prayer. And this prayer I'm going to pray is found in Ephesians chapter 1. And this is an excellent prayer to pray for yourself and your family. And then I'm going to read another prayer out of Colossians chapter 1. These, these prayers are spirit-given prayers for you to pray over yourselves. And these are really important in what they say. We have to live this out. We have to accept what God's word tells us who we are. Because finding out who you are in Christ is everything. And these things are revealed like it says in Corinthian, by the Holy Spirit to our spirit. It's a dangerous thing that Pastor Mamie read me this uh, statistic, and she brought it up in prayer on uh, Tuesday? No, Wednesday night. It was a survey done to, quote, born-again Christians. And 62% of those people did not believe in the Holy Spirit. That is the state of the American church. It's crazy. If you don't hold on to the world or to the Word of God, the world is going to push you off of it. It's just like what they do in these political arenas. And it is coming to the church. It really will. 
where the, uh, you had elected officials sitting at a restaurant where there was a bunch of rebels coming in and screaming and yelling at them right there in a public place, calling them names. Have you noticed the name calling that's going on? It, it's junior high stuff. But it's also in the book Rules, Rules for Radicals by Saul Walensky. And that is what you're seeing happen in the United States of America. Believe me, to know who you are in Christ will strengthen you, will give you endurance, and it will keep you at peace, even with the mess we're in, even when it comes closer to your personal life. It's pretty sad, but a majority of people are following that that's why we have the mess we have. So let's bow our heads. Agree with me in this prayer. Father God, I ask that you would flood our hearts with light so we can know and understand the hope which you've called us to and how rich is your glorious inheritance in your saints, your set-apart ones. I pray that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened so that we will know what is the hope of our calling, that we will know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, that we will know experientially the surpassing greatness of your power toward us because we believe. It's the same power that you used in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And he is far above all rule and authority and dominion in every name that is named. Not only this age, but the one to come. And here's what's a beautiful thing. Lord, I'm asking you to help us understand that you have put all things in subjection under his feet. And you gave him his head over the things of the church. And the church, we, are your body. And you fill us to the fullness. Let's continue to pray here. Lord, for this reason, because we love your church. We love your people, especially here at Community Life Church. And we don't cease to pray and make special requests from you. We ask that you would fill us with the full, deep, clear, and experiential knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom. That we would have comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes that you work with. That we would understand spiritual things and we want to walk in a manner that's worthy of you lord god so that we can please you we want to bear fruit in every good work and we want to steadily grow and increase in the knowledge of who you are we need a fuller deeper clearer insight we need to become more acquainted and recognize you and we pray that you would invigorate us that you would strengthen us with all power according to your might so that we can exercise every kind of endur endurance 
that we can have perseverance with joy. <laughs> and we give thanks and praise to you, Father, because you have qualified us and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints. And we give you glory, Father, because you have delivered and drawn us out to yourself, out of the control and dominion of darkness, and you've transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of your love. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. You think God's going to answer that prayer? He's working with us right now. Remember last week we sang that song, he's working even though we don't feel him working, even though we don't see him working, he is working. He is working. And I want to thank Denise once again because Denise last week prayed for every single person in here that you would have a personal experience with the Holy Ghost, with Jesus Christ. You know, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of Christ, is the spirit of the Father. It goes back to the three in one. You know, Denise, thank you for praying because I had one of those as I was studying the word, and it was glorious. <laughs> Do you know it's a conviction what happens? Not condemnation, a conviction of what happens. And the conviction is very good. And we've been trained, if somebody tries to correct us, that means, well, the world will say, if somebody's trying to correct them, then that means they hate you. <laughs> you get corrected because God loves you. He loves you. He loves you and he wants you to experience the fullness of who he is. And so when we uh, follow his correction, when we submit to his correction, it's only for our good. Amen? Now I'm going to ask a couple of questions and I know... Have you heard this saying, I'm, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? Anybody hear that before? Yeah, lots. And maybe you even said it yourself. <laughs> but really, let me ask you. When you say their prayer, what? listen very carefully, because words matter. Words matter. How do you get saved? I'll just let me get back to that. You get saved because you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. There's a spiritual connection with the words you speak. And so if you're saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace, what, what category does that put you in? A sinner. That's good. It's true. You know, you can't find that statement in the Bible? Not at all. Not one bit. You cannot find that statement in the Bible. So it's important for us to understand the words we speak are very important. Bible says, I believe in my heart, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. That's faith. That's faith. That's what Romans 10, 9 and 10 is. You believe in your heart, therefore you speak. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came to this earth. He died on a cross. I believe that he was in the grave for three days. 
And I believe that he rose again from the dead for my justification. Those are the kind of things you need to say. Because that, if you put that into practice, just what I said right there, for my justification, what class does that put you in? It puts me in justified. You know, the old army movies, you know, uh, I mean the old ones, in black and white. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> they would show those army movies and the, the sentry there, the guard there would say, identify yourself. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to identify ourselves. When Jesus came to the earth, all he did was identify himself. And that's what we must do. Identify ourselves. If I say I'm a sinner saved by grace, I'm stuck in the category of sin. And it really is kind of like an excuse to sin again. Jesus shed his blood for you to get out of that. We read that one scripture, it's Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He's delivered us out of the domain of darkness and into the kingdom of God's Son. That's the kingdom we live in right now. We're not going to be living in that kingdom. That's the kingdom we live in now. These things, we prayed this this morning. These things are spiritually discerned. And I've asked, and Pastor Mamie has asked, and Pastor Ben has asked, and the prayer group here has asked that we would be spiritually able to discern things. Spiritually. How many watch some of those movies, and they, Hollywood does show the spiritual realm a lot, but it's always on the dark side. It's always. And that's actually brainwashing people to, to be in that. Are you saved by grace? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Is that who you are? No, you're not a sinner. There we go. Thank you, Karen. We're going to find out who we are. I know that this is going to be, I could turn this into a really long series. <laughs> but the key is to know who you are. Who are you? Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Hmm. You know, Jesus said this in Matthew 8. He says, by your words, you're going to be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. That's straightforward. That's something that we should not just let slip. Because what's the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Come on. Gentleness. Self-control. <laughs> Self-control. Who's in charge of the words you speak? Yeah, you guys are. I'm in charge of the words I speak. You are too. Turn to Proverbs chapter 6. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 6. 
Oh, uh, and you know, I'm glad that we're not putting this up on the screen because it's going to force you to find your way around the Word of God. We should know this. If He's our Savior and He's delivering to you, boom, the covenant that He bought because of His blood and sacrifice, you know, this is a legal book. Joe should know that. <laughs> this is a legal book. It's legal in the spirit realm. And it's sealed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything that's in this book is going to happen. Actually, we're right in the middle of some of it. Not in the middle. We're at the beginning stages of, of some of it. Did you find Proverbs chapter 6? Okay. It says this. You're snared with the words of your mouth. The words that you speak can keep you captive, can hold you down. See, you're a spirit being, you're a spirit being, especially now that you're born again. We just read that we could operate in this surpassing greatness of his power. Who's it for? Those who believe. Those who believe. Two, two. Those who believe. Words are really important. I know this isn't about words, <laughs> but I could go off on all of it. That's it. Judged by every idle word you're saying. You're saved. You believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. That's faith. So if you're applying your faith to things... Jesus says, if you're speaking to the mountain and don't doubt in your heart, you'll have what you say. So he's tell. it's really, in a sense, a warning also. It's not just, oh, praise God, I can do anything. I could do this, I could do that. It's a warning about the words you speak. As a child of the living God, you do have power. As a child of the living God, you have power over Satan and demons. Amen. <laughs> you know what? That means that we need to work on that. We need to start to believe it and build our faith that we have power over Satan. Submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Well, it has to be real to you. It's not just you're quoting what the Bible says. No, it became a part of me. The identity. Identify yourself. There you go. Righteousness of God. <laughs> So instead of saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace, we should say what Ephesians chapter 2 says. Let's run there. Ephesians. I'm really glad that you're finding your way around the Bible because I'm telling you there's going to be a time where you won't be able to find the Bible on your electronics. It's coming quicker than they could do that tonight. 
They could do that today. And if you don't have a written Bible, you're going to be without. You'll be without. So I'm encouraging you to buy a Bible. I'm encouraging you to buy... <laughs> you're going to be happy with me. I'm going to encourage you to buy an Amplified Bible. And I think the ESV is a better translation because they're starting to change the translations in some. And if you read it, it's starting to get watered down a little bit. I have an old New American Standard. The New American Standard isn't quite as good. So you have to really get yourself in. The Amplified Classic is what they're calling it now. The Amplified Classic. So instead of saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace, because the key word there is I am. All right? I am a sinner. Does the Bible say that's who you are? No, it doesn't. It does not say you're a sinner. Now, that doesn't mean we're perfect, because we all know we blow it at times. That's why 1 John 1, 9 is in the Bible, so that we could ask God to forgive us, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness and sin. So if all unrighteousness and sin has been removed because of the blood of Jesus Christ, what's that leave you? Yes, it does. It leaves you as a righteous person. Find Ephesians chapter 2 yet? All right. Ephesians. Ephesians. <laughs> I'm trying to read three words at the same time. <laughs> My cat can understand that. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. This is the statement that should be made instead of, I'm a sinner saved by grace. This is what you say. It's by grace I have been saved through faith, and that not of my own self. It's a gift from God, not resulting of the works that I did, so I don't boast. So that means you're living in grace, and you're free. You're free. God wants to tell us. Now go to 1 Corinthians. I love it. 1 Corinthians, and that's right before 2 Corinthians. <laughs> yes. These disciples are hungry in here. That's so good. We're feasting on the word of God. It's being imparted to your spirit. It's strengthening your inner man to build your faith so that whatever you're going to stand against, you'll have the power to endure. And that's what we have to do, enduring. Anybody know, just Jason talked about that last night, or yesterday, or last week. See, my mind is, my mind is in the spirit, so I can't. You say you plant a seed of finances, and it doesn't come up right away. And you don't see what's happening there, but it does eventually come up. So with this, this word that we're receiving today is empowering us to go for the long haul. Jesus said his road is narrow. And if you read the Amplified, it says under pressure. 
don't we all know that we get pressure every day? So we need endurance. We need endurance. And Jesus said in the book of Revelations, he praised these people. He said, you've kept my word of endurance. That's a clue. Very few things happen instantly. And just because your healing or whatever, your finances, whatever you're believing for, your children hasn't happened yet, you keep praying and believing. You got to watch what you're saying because Jesus said you could have what you say. So we've got to figure out and tame our tongue. Who are we? Identify yourself. Yes. Identify yourself. It needs to be lock solid, rock solid within you. You have to know. You have to know. Here's a great scripture to help us. Define chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Did I not tell you the chapter? I'm going to get together here, guys. You know, we're going to have communion, and communion represents a covenant meal. A covenant. The Bible is a covenant between God and Jesus. We're invited into the covenant. That covenant will never be broken because it's with Jesus Christ. And what we want to do is be able to obtain the covenant promises. Isn't that right? I I want the fullness of God. What do we pray? We want to be filled to the fullness of God himself. I want to walk this life with my light shining so bright that there's no doubt I'm a Christian. We prayed Wednesday for opportunities to witness for each one of you. And then we prayed that you would have the spiritual discernment to be able to recognize those opportunities and do what God has asked us all to do, be a witness. That happened to me, and it's really cool. I got two people coming, two families coming next week. God is good. I'm telling you what. God is good. One guy I've been working on for a long time. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, idols, idolers, idolaters and adulterers, nor revival, revilers or swindlers will ever inherit the kingdom of God. What's verse 6, 11 say? And such you were. Past tense. We've been delivered out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of God's light. Such as you were. That whole thing needs to be cut off. Such as you were, but you were washed. But you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Spirit of God. 
You're justified right now. Sanctified, you're called out for a special purpose with God. And sanctification is an ongoing process. It doesn't just happen, oh, I got baptized, I'm sanctified. No. As we grow in Christ, we're going to start putting the old man off and taking on the new man. That's what this means. Put on the new man in Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mark. Praise God. That's what we're doing, and that's the good fight of faith, isn't it? And it's a fight. Because we have to renew our mind to the Word of God and who we are. And when we take communion, it's going to, in your own heart, you have to tell God, I'm in this covenant with you. A covenant, a blood covenant, is what we are a part of. A blood covenant means everything I have is yours. Because everything he has is ours. And he's fulfilled what he said. He paid the price. And we're going to be working here as witnesses. Uh huh. And then they'll be rewarded in heaven. See, you and I are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. It's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? God is crazy in love with us. <laughs> he's, he's given us all his stuff. <laughs> but we have to know it and believe it. I believe in my heart and I speak with my mouth. I'm justified. I walk justified because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Who doesn't want that? You watching on the YouTube, don't you want that? You can get it anytime. You bow your knee to Jesus Christ. You admit you're a sinner because he's a savior, and that's what you need. Come on down. We'll help you. But these disciples here are all growing in Christ. Now go to 2 Corinthians. You're justified. When, you, when somebody says, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, this scripture we just read said, you were. You were. And you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. We'll get to that scripture too. May, I better hurry. <laughs> Look what it says, verse, chapter 6, verse 14 through 16. And I want you to see the words here that the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, called us. And who we are in Christ. It says, be not bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? He just called you righteousness. He called you righteousness. And it's a garment, listen to me, it's a garment that fits you perfectly. Boom! Such some of you were. Righteousness and lawlessness. What fellowship has light and darkness? You're called righteous. You're called light. 
or it says, what, or what harmony has Christ with Baal? He's called you Christ. You know what Christ means is anointed. You're anointed by God, every single one of you. What we got to do is discover how to allow that anointing to flow out of us. Because he says, when you're filled with the Spirit, rivers of living water will flow out of you. That's why we have to have the fellowship, like I was talking about last week, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because you'll change. And you'll agree that you're righteous and you're light and you are Christ. It says, what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. In your Bible, mark those words. Light, our righteousness, light, Christ, believer, the temple of God. That's describing who you are in Christ. That's describing who you are in Christ. You're a light being. And the truth is, you're, there's an angel that his, the glory of an angel in the last book of the Bible is going to illumine all the earth. You and I are created above that angel. Could you imagine the glory, the light beaming out of us if we let it go? Hallelujah. And we work toward that. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen? This, is, makes, this stuff makes me hungry for more of God. This stuff actually makes it easy to walk away. I was, now I'm not. Now I'm not. 2 Corinthians, let's go to chapter 5. Just a couple pages, maybe one page for you. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified because it really is good. Identify yourself. Identify yourself. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he's a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. All these things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. He reconciled us to himself. We have received, and we've been received into favor. We brought us into harmony with himself. Being reconciled with God. That's clean. That's beautiful. In harmony with God. That's a delight if you meditate on that. In harmony with God. Instead of I'm a sinner saved by grace, I'm not in that category. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things become new. And I'm in harmony with God. 
I, I, I get so excited about that, I have to look down. Am I actually on the ground? or? I... <laughs> and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into Christ, into harmony with him too. Not only were we gifted to be the righteousness of God, to be completely justified. Now that gift should excite you so much to let somebody else in on it. <laughs> you know, you could have your sins forgiven. I don't know how I said that to a guy. Now he's, why are you so happy? My sins are forgiven. You can get your sins forgiven too. <laughs> It makes you happy, doesn't it? It brings joy. You know, Colossians says that Christ in you. Christ in you. The Spirit of Christ is in you. We need the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you're behind and you can't comprehend these things. And you honestly, you can't pretend either because God knows. God knows. This is incredible. Identify yourself. You've been at Corinthians? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. What did you want to add? <laughs> I'm getting there. All right, hold your finger there in 1 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Pastor Mamie's helping me preach. I love it. Hey, man, you know what? I rely on help with the Holy Ghost, but guess what? Holy Ghost is in her too. Holy Ghost is in you guys if you're born again. If you're not, you're outside the family. You don't get any of these benefits, none Actually, the Bible says you're under the wrath of God and you're condemned. The only way to get out of that is taking Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's it. Nothing but benefits with him. You're going to have a hard time because your flesh will remind you of everything you've done. You could be right here in worship and then all of a sudden, whatever you might have watched might come right over your face. And you're seeing something you don't want to. And if you know the Bible, you can call out a powerful word on that. Because that powerful word is found in Hebrews and it says that Jesus' blood has cleansed my conscience. Now when you say that, gone. Because you first submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Identify yourself. And well, that fits right in with this, doesn't it? <laughs> Here we go. Verse 21. For our sake, he, Christ, virtually became sin who knew no sin. So in and through him we might become endued when renewed 
and being examples of righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved, accepted, in right relationship with Him by His goodness. Can't you just live right in that? Oh man, I sit down in that, my spirit is just like, I can't go any further till I receive more of that. This is, this is like, he says, I'm going to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Man, I'm going to just eat this for a while. It's so good. Just pound it. Eat like me. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, find 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Identify yourself. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you're born again. It says to the church, the assembly of God. Did I tell you verse 2? Verse 2. Verse 2. To the church, the assembly of God, which is Corinth. And to those consecrated and, what does it say? Purified and made holy in Christ. Who are selected and called to be saints. God's people. Together with those who in any place call upon and give honor to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Both their Lord and ours. That was, that was Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. Ah, sorry, guys, if I didn't say it. I am sorry. Uh, but these are the things you feed on. This is how you understand what Jesus Christ has done for you. That he has made you righteous. <laughs> Tyler will like this. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And as soon as a virus or anything touches my body, it's zapped like a bug zapper you can find. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> but you know what? You can't just say that. you got to believe it in your heart first and then say it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We're going to take communion here in just a minute. I just... Oh. I have so much more. Maybe we'll go next time. I want you to go to 1 John. Uh, and we'll close with 1 John. 1 John chapter 3, 1 and 2. Thanks for helping me. I do appreciate it. I love the Bible. I love reading the Word of God. I love saturating myself in the Word of God. There are so many scriptures when I was doing this message, I just was putty. <laughs> I was melting. <laughs> I was melting into the Spirit of God is what I was doing. Beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. First John, is everybody there? First John chapter 3. Verses 1 and 2. Identify yourself. Identify yourself. I'm reading now the Amplified. 
See what an incredible quality of love the Father has given and shown and bestowed on us. That we should be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. The reason that the world does not know and recognize and acknowledge us is because it doesn't know and recognize him. Beloved, we are here, even here and even here and now, God's children. Yet it won't be disclosed and made clear to what we will be hereafter. But we know when he comes and is manifest, we shall be, as God's children, resemble and be like him. For we shall see him as he really is. This, this is like, you, you know, this is river of living water. And what you need to do when you're reading stuff like this is dive into the deep part of the river of life. So, are we sinners saved by grace? No, we're not. That's not in the Bible. You need to say who you are. It's by grace I was saved through faith. And when that happened, he justified me. He made me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am now adopted into his family, and I am called a son of God. You're a light being empowered and sourced by the living God. You are the temple of God. And that means Christ lives in you. And when we get this, when we put it in our heart and we know it, guess what happens? Old habits fall away. Old habits fall away. Isn't that great news? Submit to God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Even though the devil will remind you of all the things you did. I mean, it comes over and over and over. And then as long as you keep saying, I'm the righteousness of God, I've been justified. That's the old man. He died with Christ. And now I'm raised up and made to sit together with him. That's how you identify yourself. This is how you train yourself to find out who you are in Christ. This is how you're going to live as more than a conqueror through this life. And now I want to take communion. I don't, no music. I want everybody to take communion right now. And this communion that we're taking now is, represents the blood and body of Christ. Okay? The blood has cleansed you from your sins. The blood is powerful. The blood is caused this covenant that we have to be sealed. To be sealed. That means it's sure. That's a good word. It's sure. And the body of Christ was broken for us. 
so that we can be healed. By his stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, you were healed. You don't just say that a couple times when you're fighting something. You stand your ground like a good soldier. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate this. I'll take one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Let's think about the things we just heard. Let's start to identify ourselves with what God says we are, not what people say we are, not what the devil says we are. Who are you? Identify yourself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. I'm a son of God. Son of the living God. He adopted me. And when you adopt somebody, you do it on purpose. <laughs> he does it on purpose. The Bible declares he had his eyes on you before the foundation of the world. This is our God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's inviting us into his family to a place where we can truly know we're sons of God. And girls, that means you're a son of God. That means you have right standing with him. That means you are like a firstborn. And in the Old Testament, the firstborn received double inheritance. You are firstborn. We lack nothing. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is what we feed on. This is what we feed on. And this is the covenant. This is a covenant meal. This is where you commit yourself to knowing who you are. This will empower you. This will be a reminder of what Jesus Christ did for us. And he elevated us to the highest position. He made us to sit with him in heavenly places. And we renew our mind to this. It says far above all powers. You're in the body of Christ. It says put everything under his feet. Even if you're just the sole of the foot, you're far above all power. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. This is who you are. Identify yourself. We're identifying with who we are with this. You know, I would, I would suggest as you partake, ask him to write this on your heart. Write it on your heart and in your mind. So you can visit this reality as often as you want. But the key is, once you know it, you don't visit it 
anymore. You live it. You know who you are. Son and daughter of God. This represents the body of Jesus. He had a bodily resurrection. Remember he said, touch me. The spirit doesn't have flesh and bone. We will all get a glorified body coming up. But this is a provision for us to stay healthy. Therefore, I believe, therefore, I speak. I, let's break it. And I say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I call healing and health into this mortal body. By the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, I declare you're manifesting in this body. You're causing it to be completely in harmony with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Go ahead. Bible says there's life in the blood. Hallelujah. This represents the blood of Christ. This also represents the covenant we have with him. And the covenant benefits are for anybody who believes. And we've, we, we read today, we've been called a believer. You're a believer. So, the benefits of this covenant are ours. And this represents Jesus giving his life, his blood for us. And we declare that we won't be moved by this world. We're going to stand firm and endure to the end. We'll not be lazy in knowing who we are in Christ because we stand on the rock that's immovable. Thank you for shedding your blood, Jesus, and bringing us life. Go ahead and partake. That's a covenant meal. What's been brought out, we could have the praise team come up. You know, at the end of the service, the praise team continues to play. And it would be, because I like to come in and listen to it, because it's just phenomenal. These, these musicians have got it down, don't they? Yeah. We are blessed by your efforts. We're blessed by your gift. And you build us up as a body of Christ. Your faith flows through this. The rivers that are in you come in here and flow. The Holy Spirit loves it. He dances with us. Glory to God. We worship you, Lord. I'm giving you pre... You know, uh, it's like that was the word. What, What was it, Lord? sorry I'm thinking he said I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry 
I'm thinking he said he's preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And he's saying, partake. Partake of the living word that will go forever and ever because his word is forever settled in heaven. I pray, Father God, once again, that you'd open up the eyes of our understanding, that become more aware of our spirit in communion with the Holy Spirit. Flood us with light. We ask that you reveal secrets and mysteries to us. We pray that the fear of you would fall on us. Because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And we pray for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest in this church. All for the edification of your body. We worship you and adore you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen.